0: hello my lords and labias this is brooke the host of the good mom podcast where we talk about the joys and the wonders of parenthood that's a joke we do not talk about (laughs) the joys of parenthood we talk about the struggles behind parenthood we talk about mental health the postpartum vagina sex after a baby making your marriage work, maybe not making your marriage work, and all the stuff that you don't usually want to talk about because every time you mention it to somebody, you feel like a bad fucking parent. Believe me, you're not a bad parent. We are all in this together on this crazy ass parenthood ride. Buckle up, bitches. All right, so in today's episode, we are going to kind of get a little deep. We're going to get a little heavy here and talk about some mental health issues that a lot of parents have struggled with. Um, Maybe not always in their parenthood journey, but I'm sure once in their life they've experienced our best friends, depression and anxiety. Go fuck yourself. We hate you. Um, I will start off with depression and then flow into anxiety because that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. So I have experienced depression before I was a parent um i was living alone i was at the time didn't think anything was wrong with me looking back on it now i don't know how because you guys i would literally just sit in my fucking bed and like watch netflix or hulu <laughs> and it would be like the same shows on repeat uh, like i wouldn't do anything fun or crazy just lay there for days i wouldn't go to class i wouldn't go to work i wouldn't do anything i wouldn't even shower okay i was a nasty bitch I would get up and I would go to the bathroom and then I would, like, go back to bed. I wouldn't eat, drink, nothing. Okay. Fucking awful. Um, A friend was like, hey, bro, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. uh, I don't think so. (laughs) You know, now that you mention it, I don't think I'm okay. So I had experienced depression before. So when I met the monster later on in life, I kind of was like, hey, bitch, like, I fucking recognize you. Get out of my fucking house. Let's make a note, though. Let's go ahead and make this note. I had experienced depression before, and I fucking knew it. Okay, you guys, I knew I was going through some shit. Guess what I didn't do? Go get help. I never talked to a doctor once. Check that. Note that. So depression, second time around. Here we go. Um, My daughter was two months early, and it really fucked with me. I had, like, the perfect pregnancy, guys. You know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot motherfucking toot. My pregnancy was amazing. I didn't have gestational diabetes. I didn't have preeclampsia. Like, nothing. I didn't even drink like a lot of caffeine. Like, <laughs> like there was nothing that brought that you would think like, man, what would cause like a preterm labor? And so they read they just said that it was spontaneous preterm labor. Sometimes it just happens. I think it was like 12 percent or some bullshit, you know, but he was keeping track of those numbers. Um, so I was really pissed off uh, at myself. It wasn't anything, quote unquote, that I did, but I did, you know, like in my mind, this is my fucking body and it failed, you know? So you there's in your first pregnancy, you kind of have those fears and those worries about miscarrying or having a stillbirth. And like you think about SIDS and you think about all those things that are really scary, but you don't think about things like spontaneous preterm labor, you know, like you don't think about that shit. So when it happened, I was just like totally unprepared for it. And I didn't know what to expect. And I never, I never thought, and nothing could ever prepare for me to have a child and then have to leave the hospital without her. Um, You know, I am very lucky that I did leave the hospital without her and I was able to go back and visit her. You know, a lot of moms and dads, they don't get that, the chance to go back for their child. So, you know, even though she was still there, that you know that doesn't lessen my pain but it's still like I am still still lucky in that sense so it fucked with me that I had to leave without her so going home and laying next to her empty bassinet and seeing like you know all the stuff that we had prepared for her to come home and she didn't get to that set me off that that's where my trigger happened so my depression just whoop I fucking tanked I cried all of the fucking time uh I like like several times a day I specifically remember like I would have um I had my mother-in-law and (laughs) she's technically my niece but um she's gonna kill me for saying that she's (laughs) my niece but I'm her aunt um and (laughs) she they came up to visit and I or I remember vaguely it's not like super clear but I remember just like being super detached, like I didn't really care to like hang around. Uh, I was super sad all the time. I cried a lot. I just kind of wanted to be left alone, especially whenever I was trying to like, you know, pump milk and stuff like that, because I was ashamed. We'll get to that later. Um, but it was really difficult for me to go through having a NICU baby um, and dealing with all the like new mom hormones at the same time, of, like not having my baby. So depression happened. What up, bitch? I fucking remember you. Still. Going through all this for the whole month, my daughter's in the NICU and I was dealing with this stuff. Never went to go see the doctor, make another check mark, never fucking asked for help because I thought I could do it on my own. So, fast forward to my daughter comes home and everything's all fine, hunky dory, and I try to breastfeed. So, all throughout the time she was in the NICU, I was exclusively pumping because my daughter wouldn't latch. Because she was so fucking tiny And she had a really hard time like breathing And like keeping her oxygen levels up So anytime we would try to breastfeed Her stat levels would drop And she would like turn blue And it was super fucking scary So I already had like a crap ton Of anxiety around it Because when you go to breastfeed your child And all of a sudden all the fucking alarms start going off And her face starts turning blue And there's a team of nurses around you And they rip her away from you You know that might fucking set you off a little um, To be afraid of breastfeeding But you know who am I to say Um so I, I had a really hard time with breastfeeding and the anxieties around it already. So then when she wasn't latching at home and I was having to exclusively pump, I, I, my sleeping, um, how do I, my sleeping wasn't there. It it just like didn't fucking exist because breastfeeding is a pain in the ass because you get cluster feeding and all that stuff. So probably the same for pumping. I would wake up, you know, every two hours and I would pump because I was only making enough to feed her, you guys. I wasn't like overproducing. So I would have to wake up, pump, pump her some milk, feed her that milk, clean my pump, break my pump apart, set it out to dry. By the time all that was done, I was already almost at fucking two hours again and having to do it all over again. I would maybe sleep for 30 minutes at a time. It was fucking bullshit and I didn't know how to handle it. And there, it, that's that point where you're not able to ask for help from your husband. You know, you can't be like, hey, honey, can you fucking do it this time? You know, he doesn't have the tits. I have the tits. So it was just really difficult because you feel so fucking alone trying to do this stuff in the very beginning of like the mom phase. So I had crazy depression sneaking up again because I felt like my body was failing me. Not only did my body fail me f- during labor and delivery because, fucking pushed my baby out two months early, already pissed off at myself for that. But now I can't even feed my child like I'm fucking supposed to. So, this is kind of where I get a little frustrated with the breast is best movement. Um, I am a full advocate for breast is best. Do not get me wrong. I think that if you are able to breastfeed your child, please breastfeed your child. I, I am not that type of person. But at the same time, because it's so heavily like breastfeed your baby, breastfeed your baby. If you don't breastfeed your baby, you know, you're doing something wrong. You know, you, you, there's always a way to breastfeed your baby. If you can't pump, you know, then or if you can't breastfeed, you can pump, you know, or, you know, you should be able to breastfeed. There's so much support. There's always a way. That's bullshit. That is fucking bullshit. Let me tell you right now, I had all of the support you could ever possibly imagine. So much support. Literally, you guys, there were times in the hospital because I was in the hospital for a month. For a month, I had teams of women trying to help me and, and men trying to help me learn how to breastfeed and figure out the best ways to do this. And none of it fucking happened. I would literally I literally had a woman sandwiching my titty in her hand, fucking shoving it into my baby's mouth. nothing. Nothing. If the shit's just not going to happen, it's not going to happen. And I wish I could fucking go back in time and be like, yo, quit being so hard on yourself. Anyway, off point. So all the help in the world did not help me. And it was making me feel like a failure. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? There were a lot of things that led up to me not being able to breastfeed, like successfully. And none of it, none of it, I had any say over. None of it. I couldn't fucking help any of it. So when the time came where I wasn't making enough milk and we had to supplement and then eventually put my daughter on full formula, the amount of shame and guilt that I felt because of that was fucking stupid. I should never and neither should any of you ever feel so fucking ashamed that you have to feed your child with formula because your body can't produce the milk because of whatever fucking reasons, if it's anxiety or depression Or whatever. It doesn't even matter. You should never feel so fucking ashamed that you can't tell somebody about it or talk to somebody about it. I was so embarrassed that I was not able to do what my body was supposed to do. Okay. So my anxieties were through the roof about that and not being able to feed her. And I would lay in bed at night and just think about all the ways that I failed. And... I, it created this, I don't really know how to explain it. I guess tornado, <laughs> hurricane, fucking tragedy in my marriage and in our house. I turned into a monster and I was projecting like crazy. Everything was my fucking husband's fault. There was nothing, there was nothing that he could have ever done in that time that I feel like would have made it better or made me feel like he was doing enough or anything because I I was just so fucking angry and so as a mother listening to this you are able to relate to me as a dad listening to this you're like oh fuck she's a psycho (laughs) (laughs) and I'm sure my husband was thinking the same thing but you guys How fucking lucky am I, first of all, um, that my husband is still here. (laughs) Um, But also, secondly, that it did not matter what I fucking did. My husband saw through my shit. Um, I would be pissed off about like literally fucking nothing projecting onto him hardcore. And he was still every fucking time I would breastfeed. It did not matter. It did not matter if he wanted to sleep in. he would wake up and he would be by my side. And he was he was helping me you know clean my pump parts and he was trying to help it to where you know maybe I had a break you know if I was just so overwhelmed he would feed the baby with the bottle after I you know got done pumping or whatever he he was there always and it wasn't fucking enough for me he did everything he could but my monsters of depression and anxiety didn't fucking matter so dads or partners listening to this if you have some psycho ass fucking woman at home right now who's new to being a parent stick it out I promise I promise it's it's not you unless it is then you know go fuck yourself but I promise it's not you you know if you're doing your absolute best and you're trying this is her battle and she's fucking struggling and she needs help because hang on here let's check this again I still never went and got help (laughs) you guys I still never went and got help fast forward some more I am now a toddler parent so my daughter is two years old. She's about to be three here soon. And let's think, maybe about a year ago, probably not even that long, I finally went to go see help or seek help, <clears throat> not see help. Um, but I did not go to the doctor for depression and anxiety help. I went to the doctor because I was having heart problems. My heart was like I was having these really intense like, pounding heart moments and i was like man i'm gonna have a fucking heart attack so i go to the doctor and she's like no honey um you're having really intense bouts of anxiety and depression and stress and you know it's setting your heart on edge and you're having panic attacks and i'm like nah that's (laughs) that's not me i still did not fucking get it i still never asked for help and she was like listen I want you to try this medication, you know, see if it works for you. If you notice a difference, great. If you don't come back, you know, we'll try and up your dosage and see if it helps you. I'm like, whatever, you know, I'm willing to try it because I don't want to die from a fucking heart attack. Um, if I could go back in time and tell myself, go to the fucking doctor and just tell them what is happening and see what they want to do. Um, I totally would because... This medication changed my life. It was absolutely crazy, the difference that it made in myself and that I noticed. Uh, you know, I don't want <clears throat> to if, if you're not comfortable taking medication or whatever, like I don't want to advocate for you to like go out and ask for pills, but talk to your doctor. If you don't want to try pills and you want to try something else, talk to your doctor about it. Y'all talk to your doctors because <laughs> it changed. It changed everything. My marriage was, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I was whenever my daughter was young, but I was still having a lot of issues with projecting and like being unhappy. And this medication changed everything, everything. When it balanced everything back out, I was sleeping at night and I wasn't planning out fucking fire, (laughs) fire escapes out of my house. I wasn't projecting onto my husband. Little things wouldn't set me over the edge. Like, I I can't even begin to explain to you how much I needed help and I never asked for it out of fear of somebody judging me and out of shame that I couldn't do it on my own because I felt like I was supposed to and all that other bullshit that I don't know if anybody ever actually like said it directly to my face or if it is from like reading magazines or like Facebook posts or what or where the fuck this comes from that every mom feels of I have to do it on my own because if I don't, I'm a fucking failure. Fuck it. Fuck it all. Fuck that shit, okay? You don't. You don't have to do it all on your own. You're ruining your marriage. (laughs) Let me go ahead and just tell you right now. If you're acting like a fucking psychopath because you're not able to regulate your emotions and regulate your shit because you're about to lose your mind trying to do it all on your own and you can't, you're ruining your fucking marriage. Um, because I, I can't believe that I did not uh, Whenever I think about how fucking awful I was to my husband I, I can't believe I can't believe he's still around um, please, please honey if you're listening to this don't leave me uh, I, I can't even I don't understand Where it comes from Where we have that like I have to do it I have to do it He would try to say, you know, do you want me to cook dinner tonight? Well, no, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Why? Why not just let him cook fucking dinner? Why does it matter? I don't even remember what point I was making because I'm like thinking about all the crazy shit that I did. And it's like (laughs) it's putting me way off track. So I was like a totally different person after taking this medication. Right. So everything's good. Everything's great. Everything's dandy let's fast forward a little bit. Everything's great. I am pregnant. Okay. I am pregnant with our second child and this medication that I've been taking fantastic changed my life. I can't take it anymore. (laughs) What the fuck am I supposed to do? So I have already noticed a difference. My anxiety is through the roof. I'm laying in bed at night and my heart is pounding out my chest. It might just be because of like the crazy amount of blood pumping through my body because I don't know, I'm cooking up a little fucking person in there. But I am laying in bed at night. My heart's pounding out my chest. I can't fall asleep because I literally hear my heart in my ears. I sound like a crazy person. And I can't stop thinking about shit that's going to go wrong in my pregnancy. I can't stop thinking about the shit that like we need to be planning for. Um, we're doing a lot of like big financial plans right now. And I I can't stop thinking about that stuff. And I'm constantly picking up my phone to Google things all throughout the night and like waking up in the middle of the night from bad dreams. And just it's it's the same shit all over again, all over again. And at this point, you know, I am not able to do anything about it. One, because I can't get into any fucking doctors quick enough because of coronavirus. Uh, thank you. You're a fucking asshole. So I'm having to play this like waiting game right now with what do I do? I'll, I will talk to my doctor about it this time around. I am not fucking around this time. And neither should any of you guys. If you're listening to this and you're dealing with this shit right now, go talk to your doctor, please, for the love of God. It will change your life. Do not be ashamed. There is nothing fucking wrong with you besides the fact that you're a psycho and you're depressed and you're anxious. Uh, other than that, there's nothing wrong with you. That is totally normal. To feel that shit. Go talk to your doctor off subject. So... Uh, Whenever I go talk to my doctor this time around, well, actually, they're midwives. I decided to go midwife route this time. Um, You know, I will let them know the issues that I had before. uh, And I will let them know the fears and anxieties that I have right now, especially with having another preterm baby that scares the shit out of me Um, and all this stuff. And if there's any way they can help, if there's maybe another medication I could take that's safe, you know, fucking I will do it or whatever they feel like might help me best, I am going to talk to them this time because I know now from experience that they can actually help and I don't have to do all this shit by myself. So if you take anything away from this very rambling podcast, um, take away the, the parts where I am saying to just fucking talk to somebody about it, especially your doctor. If you have a doctor and you're experiencing these things, talk to them about it. Talk to your husband or your partner about it or your wife about it and don't keep that shit hidden. There is nothing wrong with you. You do not have to do it all by yourself. Trust me. And if you have a partner who is like, you know, you're you're feeling all this shit and you're constantly doing all this shit on your own because you feel like either one, you're the only one who can do it, quote unquote, the right way or because you just have that maternal feeling that you have to do it all. And they are still making you feel like shit, making you feel like you don't do enough. Tell them to go fuck themselves. If you have an unsupportive partner who is treating you like shit, kick them the fuck out of your life. You don't need that kind of shit. You were already a struggling new mom or a struggling seasoned mom dealing with all this shit and you have a partner who's treating you like shit. Fuck them. Fuck them. I cannot. (laughs) I cannot say it loud enough. If you have somebody who's treating you like shit in your life while you're dealing with all this and they are not supportive and they are not willing to help you get through this cycle in your life, tell them to go fuck themselves. And I'm not even going to try to, like, be nice about it and try to, oh, well, maybe you should do this and help. This is one of the situations where we talk about making marriages work and not making marriages work. This is one of those where we do not make a marriage work. You don't want that kind of shit. Trust. So currently, we will. I will hopefully update you guys as soon as I find out what the hell is going to end up happening with my anxiety and this new baby because that's the best part about this podcast and (laughs) being able to talk about anxiety and all this stuff through pregnancy is that I am currently able to experience it now again with baby number two and so it makes it easy to talk about because I'm experiencing it again my everything is a lot more scarier this time around than it was with my first pregnancy and I don't know if it's because of what like I know what kind of to expect or if it's because of fear of like repeating what happened I don't want to I don't ever want to feel like that again you know I kind of hope you don't know until you know you experience this shit but you kind of hope that you already know what to expect you kind of already know what to look for so you know if I start to feel myself be that way you know I hope that I would ask for help or I hope that I would talk to my husband and be like hey you know something's wrong I think that we need to talk about it or hey I think we might need to schedule an appointment to, to get my crazy ass under control. But what if I don't? What if I still don't fucking see it? And my husband's way too goddamn nice to tell me I'm acting like a psychopath. Which, honey, tell me when I'm acting like a psycho. Because I need it. So I, that's, that's where a lot of my fears, I feel like probably come from, is just like fear of repeating everything. Not just the like, having another preterm baby, but also just like, turning into another monster because I did not I did not like who I became I was unhappy I think is, is an understatement <clears throat> so and it was all my fault <laughs> it was all it was 110% me 110% me that was causing those feelings I do want to make a point though because a lot of you guys are probably thinking oh it was probably postpartum depression it was not postpartum depression postpartum depression um I think would have probably set me over the rails I don't know what I would have would have felt like or dealt with my depression came from not having my child if I wasn't depressed um because my baby wasn't with me I feel like that would be unusual um and then my depression came from my body failing me quote-unquote failing me um (laughs) I I I had all these thoughts and feelings of, of the, of the preterm labor making me feel like a failure. And again, those are the kind of thoughts that like, if, if you're kind of not having those thoughts, it's, it would, it's a little strange. That's, that's not like unusual to feel like that. That is normal to feel like that. I think the thing that wasn't normal for me in that time was that one, I didn't seek help and Two, I just made it worse and worse by allowing myself to build on that and listening to people that I shouldn't have listened to. I should have just gone and got help. You know, I I was the cause of that. And looking back on it, it a lot of it could have been avoided if I would have just gone and talked to somebody. I'm gonna. I'm just repeating myself at this point. Talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. <laughs> um, it's not always as easy said, uh, or it's not all. Always as easy done than it said. So, like, I can sit here all day long and tell you to talk to somebody. But you're still probably sitting in your fucking chair right now or in your bed or wherever, driving down the road. And you're like, yeah, but I don't want to admit that I have a fucking problem. I get that shit. You know, you don't want to admit that you have fucked up. You don't want to admit that you are having some issues. Like, you still have that sense of, if I admit it, it's a failure. Like, I feel like a failure. And it's just the pressures and all of the shit that society has kind of like put on being a parent this is like this is for dads too you know dads new dads I'm trying to get my husband to come on here and talk about this and hopefully he will if not next episode the next where we're going to talk about dads in the new or partners and like the new parenting phase your wife or partner might turn into a fucking psychopath and, like, what do you do when that happens? Whenever, like, you've done all you can do and she's still acting like a crazy bitch and you don't know what to do. We're going to talk about that and hit on that. But it might also be the other way around. You know, as a dad, you might just have completely lost sense of yourself or a partner and you might completely lost sense of yourself and, like, you don't know where it's coming from because of all the the, the stigma and everything surrounding dads. You know you have to be tough you have to be the protector You have to be this and be that Fuck all that noise like the Pressure of trying to be the the dad The good dad Is also bullshit because you always have The 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 parents Um And like the old women at the grocery store Who are like oh my gosh you're such a good dad Because you're grocery shopping with your baby Like a normal fucking person and shit like that so we're we're gonna be talking about that too so dads don't feel left out because one this shit does apply to you as well we also know that you can turn into a fucking psychopath uh, just as much as we can so don't feel left out you're also crazy so this time around hopefully things will be different You guys, if you start noticing me trying to do a psycho on this podcast, hit me up. Let me know (laughs) because I'll need to go seek out some doctors to fix my shit. So final note, please, ladies, gents, other, if you are experiencing any sort of depression and anxiety, And you have the guilt behind it and the feelings of failure behind it and shame. Try, I know it's hard, but try to cancel all that bullshit out and make a fucking appointment. All you have to do is make the appointment and go. It's fucking hard. Pick up the phone call, make the appointment. That's the hardest part. Okay, you've made it. Step one. Step two. When the appointment comes, go, like actually go. Don't call and cancel it and act like something happened because it didn't fucking go. And then be honest with yourself. Be honest with your doctor or whoever that is that you're trying to speak with. Do not try to hide shit. That is so dangerous. I'm not saying that you're going to turn into some crazy serial killer, but one you might um, also to you might hurt yourself if not yourself what if you hurt your family or what if you just keep fucking damaging yourself mentally until it you can't fucking repair it it's it seems scary right now and it will be scary up until the point that you've actually done it like you finally have a solution and then you'll feel so much better try to trust me i am not probably the best to always give advice but try to trust me on this one um From personal experience, I think that when you're going through these things, talk to somebody. So, heavy episode. We're done. We're done with the hefty. So next week, guys, tune back in every Monday. Don't forget, I will release a new episode. Um, hopefully, next week's episode, we will get my husband on here and we will talk about the daddy side of things and talk about what to do when your wife is acting like a fucking psychopath and you're like, God, please get me out of this marriage. I'm um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, am I? Um, and we will kind of hit on some points that will focus a little more on dads as well because this is a parenting journey, a parenting podcast. Um, you guys are relevant, dads fucking matter partners fucking matter. We are here for you. We are here for it. Thank you so much for listening to the good mom podcast. Don't forget to hit the follow button on Spotify or iTunes or whatever listening platform you are using. That way you don't miss a single episode released every Monday.